Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy-to-use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, how does mindfulness build habits? Self-awareness creates mindfulness of habits, and habits are so much more deeply rooted than I think any of us realize, to the point where a great deal of the things we do, like I would say 90% of the things we do on a day-to-day basis are purely habitual. This includes things we don't think about as being habits, like getting out of bed, brushing our teeth, choosing to eat, where we sit, how we sit, how we get to work, all the little things that we do completely on autopilot that I think by and large we don't recognize as being habitual. I recently read Good Habits, Bad Habits, The Science of Making Positive Changes That Stick by Wendy Wood. Now, Ms. Wood is a psychologist, so she knows what she's talking about. While elements of this book are really overly clinical, it did give me some useful information about habits and some useful insights that I thought it might be worth sharing here. A lot of what we think about when it comes to habits is that they are utterly automatic. They just happen, and everybody has them. And what's more, the reason I want to share this here in my talks about self-awareness is because habits are the result of mindfulness that becomes rote and routine. To change anything at all in order to develop a new skill set, you have to find, create, and build new habits. Sometimes this requires replacing an existing habit. Other times, it's utterly a new creation. It starts from somewhere that you've never been before. And this can be really befuddling. It's just a lot to take into consideration because you have to take a look at what your habits are. And let's be honest, a lot of us don't recognize our habits for what they are because we think of habits as these big overarching ideas like smoking and drinking and chewing your fingernails and overeating. All of these types of things are where our brains tend to go when it comes to habits. But it's so much deeper than that. And here's the thing. Habits are rooted within our subconscious minds. It is so deeply ingrained in us that we often don't recognize them until we go digging around in our subconscious to find out how they got there, what exactly they are, and then take active roles in order to change them. This can be really disconcerting. I know that when I started to give this a lot more thought, it occurred to me that, yeah, habits are weird and they don't make a whole lot of sense, which is partially true, but they're also completely logical in that almost anything that you do by rote and routine, if you do it often enough, it becomes automatic and it becomes habitual. We just don't give it that title. We don't give it that name. And yet that's completely what it is. Conscious awareness is our mindful awareness here and now in this moment of our state of being. It's all about recognizing our inner mindset, headspace, psyche. 
It's recognizing what you're thinking, what and how you're feeling, any intentions that you have, and actions that you are taking. That's part of mindfulness. Another part of mindfulness is the input you get via your senses, and yet another part of your mindfulness is how you recognize where your ego, your conscious, and your subconscious all intersect. Now, in case you aren't clear on this topic, let me just give you a quick little refresher. The subconscious mind is where your beliefs, values, and habits live. It is the in-depth, deep-down things that are largely automatic and you don't think about until you reach in and start focusing. Conscious awareness is the awareness here and now of where, how, what, who, and why you are. That's mindfulness. The ego is both how you project yourself to the world at large and inwards towards yourself. It's how you think of yourself. It's what you think of yourself as you consider who, what, where, how, and why you are, and all other elements of life. The reason I wanted to better define the difference between conscious, subconscious, and ego is because it's imperative that we recognize a really important fact about this. When it comes to conscious awareness, that's not our natural state of being. It's not our default setting. Our default setting is subconscious. Our default setting is to work via habit, rote, routine, and the automatic. And more often than not, we don't even realize that's what we've done. And yet, if you think about it and just really pause and reflect on any given day of your life, you're going to realize that about two-thirds of what you do, if not more, it might be as much as 99% of what you do, is done just automatically and habitually. And that can be really frustrating because nobody wants to think that they don't have control. And it's not that you don't have control. It's just that you're so used to things being a certain way that you just let it go automatically. That's generally based on something that you built in the past. So when it comes to recognizing that we want to make a change, we need to be mindful. And this is how we start to build habits. We have to think about when mindfulness and self-awareness is not our default, what do we do to this? Well, there is a downside to this because since it's not our default to be mindful and nobody really teaches us how to be mindful, by and large, our mindfulness is reserved for when we have a crisis, an emergency, or some unexpected thing happens to us with one exception. And that's when we consciously decide on a change. It's when you decide you want to lose weight or you want to learn a new skill or develop a new ability. Then you are consciously aware because it's the only way you can implement any changes in your existence. It's the only way you can learn something new. It's the only method by which you can choose things that you're doing for your life. Now, this can be applied to any element of our health, wellness, well-being, and frankly, our overall existence in this world. Because all habitual matters are tied into our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual selves and health therein. It's very easy not to see this for what it is. But let me give you an example. I have been practicing medieval fencing, rapier combat, for 30 years. Now, along the way, I have taken different steps and different times to learn certain elements of this game. And 
one of the big things is point control, which is the ability to attack somebody and hit the given target I want to hit, and timing. These get tied into your brain via muscle memory. Muscle memory is when do I extend the blade? How far is it from a full extension of my arm and the tip of my blade to the target? The more you practice drills in order to understand this, the more you build not just the muscle memory, but the full-on understanding of how it works. Because I have been doing this for 30 years, I have developed a fairly well-honed sense of timing and distance and overall reaction. My reaction timing is pretty impressive. I tend to just notice things. And I notice things all around me because I also am very fond of melee combat, which is when you're dealing with teams. And it's not just me against some other person, it's me against 20 other people. Well, me and 20 people against 20 people, whatever. You get the idea. The point here is that to build the muscle memory, you have to do the drills. And the drills build this up into you to the point where you can do it automatically. I no longer have to think about dropping into a proper on-guard stance. I don't have to give any thought to the distance from the tip of my finger to any target I want to hit, whether there's a 35-inch blade in my hand, no blade in my hand, or anything up to and including like a good 45-inch weapon. I know. And that's instinct that's been built from years of creating the muscle memory involved. This is something that has become habitual in various respects. It's also why, as my game has hit something of a plateau, it's at that plateau because I've become so reliant on the muscle memory that I haven't built some new muscles that might be more useful to me. And this is where we get into the idea of identifying and changing habits. How do you identify your habits in order to change them? The first thing you need to do is recognize what you do by rote, routine, and automatically with little or no thought. Now, if this is something big, like smoking, or clearing your plate every time you eat, or chewing your fingernails, it's really easy to start to be mindful and start to think every time you catch yourself doing that. When you light up a cigarette, you go, oh, I'm smoking. Be mindful of it. You're in the moment. Crap. I'm chewing my fingernails. Well, now you're aware. Once you are consciously aware and mindful of that act that you wish to change, that habit that you want to redo, you need to go ahead and consciously choose how to change it. That's probably going to require a new habit. There are multiple processes for building new habits, and what really applies to all of them is that you need to recognize and acknowledge what they are first. After you do that, you need to choose mindful actions that you can take to be consciously aware of that habit or something to replace that habit. Okay, a good example I can give for this. Let's say that you want to quit smoking. One way to change the habit is to create a new habit so that every time you feel the need to light a cigarette, you take a walk. Every time you want to light a cigarette, you instead get a glass of water. You create some new habit that you build in order to replace the habit that you wish to remove. Now, this is obviously not a discussion I'm going to have here about how to change your habits because I'm not an expert on that. And 
I know that I've made many attempts to change many of my habits, and it doesn't always go as smoothly as I'd like, and there's a lot of steps to it. But mindful action is the only way you can change your habits. There are lots of good books to read about this. Uh, I recommend Atomic Habits. That's a good one on this topic. Uh, There are lots of places online you can go research this. The point is that one of the best ways to change a habit is by first recognizing it and then finding a new habit to put in its place. Because a lot of the times, just removing a habit without something to take over from that habit makes it much harder to do. And rather than successfully remove the habit, we instead find ourselves struggling and running into problems. Which brings up another element I'd like to share, which is reaching a plateau. Now, a lot of times when you're working on some sort of a habit change, you're going to reach a plateau that's going to be this stopping point where you can no longer advance, you're not gaining anything, you're not getting better at the thing you're trying to do, you're not fomenting change. For whatever reason, you've reached a plateau, and like it implies, it's a spot that you can't quite see how you got to or how the hell to get off. What happens when you reach this point is that you need to consider ways that you can remove yourself from the plateau. And I'm going to get into that with today's applied guidance tool, but I want to bring it up because when it comes to changing habits or building new habits, this is natural and normal, and it can be very frustrating and distressing, but I want you to understand that all habits are changeable. There are no habits that exist that cannot be changed, altered, or replaced. Removing them may not be an option, that's true, but there's always something you can do to replace them. Why? In part because we live in an abundant universe and there's always a way. You may not have thought of it yet. It might not be an easy way. It might be challenging in all kinds of matters, but it exists. There's still away. And this is where mindfulness and self-awareness come together in helping us to recognize what our habits are and to build new ones or change existing ones or create ideas and ways of being that are going to make our lives more of what we desire for them to be. Let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. As I'd mentioned earlier, when it comes to reaching a plateau in the things that we're doing, a lot of this comes out to our habits needing to be checked and altered. A lot of the times that you're trying to do something, like weight loss is a perfect example. I've been working on this for the last year, really actively, and I've hit a plateau. I needed to stop and recognize, well, how the hell did I get to this plateau? But more importantly, how do I get off it? This is something that I think anybody can use. So this week's Applied Guidance tool is a six-step process for getting off of a plateau. Step one, acknowledge the plateau. It's important because it's really easy to deny that you've reached a plateau or to cast blame at someone or something or frankly towards yourself or to just declare that you're a failure and give up. But more often than not, all this is is you've reached a point where something isn't quite right. Which brings me to step two. Look for where the habit went wrong. Whatever it is you were building or trying to change or trying to do, in all probability, you set up something new that became automatic, rote, and routine that you are finding has shifted away 
from the intention of the inciting action. For example, I've been working to lose weight. One of the ways I've done this is via diet and practicing the Mediterranean diet. But as I pause and reanalyze this, I've not been following it very closely. I've been less apt to apply what I learned when I was following it better, and I'm not doing the things I know I should be doing to better care for my diet. Likewise with my exercise, I was walking at least two if not three times a day on days that I'm not going to a fencing practice, and I haven't been doing that. Well, guess what? It's going to impact my attempt to take this weight off and get into better shape if I'm not doing the habitual things that I thought I'd set up. So I've recognized it, I've analyzed it, and I looked for where the habit went wrong. Which leads to step three, forgive yourself. Everybody goes through this at one point or another. We all reach plateaus in the things that we do, and it's very, very, very easy to cast blame and negativity and to be unkind towards ourselves. Ugh, I'm a colossal screw-up. How the hell did I get here again? Why do I always fail and like statements? All of which do nothing to forward you, do nothing to continue and get you the hell off of a plateau that you're on. That's why it's important that step three is to forgive yourself. Which brings us to step four. Mindfully choose new actions. Don't let that habitual behavior that you discovered continue. Choose mindfully instead via conscious awareness to take new actions. And don't allow yourself to fall back into the rote routine and automaticity automatis, and automaticness of your habit. Make a point of pausing and consciously choosing a new means, a new way, so that you can choose new action in order to get off the plateau. Step five, repeat step four frequently. Applied mindfulness is almost never one and done. In fact, I'd say it's never one and done. It's ongoing or else a new habit to replace an unwanted habit is never going to take hold. All habits are built on repetition. And the more that we do something, the more habitual it becomes, the more automatic, the more rote and routine. And when a bad habit is set in, the only way to remove it is by creating a new routine, a new automatic action. That's where this all comes into play. That's why we have to repeat step four, mindfully choose new actions repeatedly. Finally, step six, rinse and repeat. It took time to reach the plateau you've reached. It took time probably to do anything that you were doing here. Allow time to get off the plateau. How much time should you allow? I have no idea because I'm not you and you're not me. And there are all kinds of factors that are involved that I can't explain to you because I'm not in your head. I'm not living your life experience. But allowing for time, which is an illusion, just FYI, is the best way to fix the plateaus that you're on, to get off them, to find new means and ways. But keep in mind that your mileage may vary. What you've got to do is not necessarily going to be what anybody else has done. That's not saying you have to reinvent the wheel. Somebody else may have a way that you can use in order to get off of a plateau or to create a new habit or to make a change to the habits that you have. But their way should only be used as a guideline, as guidance, because honestly, only you know what's right for you. 
Ergo, only you can implement any changes that you desire to the habits that you have. And if you're trying to replace, remove, or build new habits, this is a matter of mindfulness, and it's wholly inside of your control. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show and to Fee Mahoney, the creator of my cover art. Do go and check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be.